0: Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34. Proverbs 14:34. Today we're celebrating America, and we know the flaws and the things that are going on in our country. What we should do, we need to pray for our country. Every day, bring your country before the Lord and pray for your country. Excuse me. So let's look at Proverbs fourteen thirty four. The Bible says, righteousness exalted a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. Let's pray heavily. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this special day. We've taken aside, even though it's tomorrow. But throughout this land, many churches are celebrating America today. Lord, we devote this day to this country and we put this country, give it to you, Lord, to, to direct it, to, to guide it in a way that it bring, brings honor and glory to you, Lord. Lord, your name has been expelled out of public schools, out of the court home, rooms, out of public places, Lord. To a point, Lord, that people are being persecuted for praying in public arenas. Lord, help us, Lord, to stand up, to pray for this great nation. And Lord, not, not to give up the freedoms that we have as your people. Lord, bless this time. Lord, I pray, Father, if someone here that don't know Jesus as personal Savior, may today they call upon you for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So today we celebrating America. Uh, it's not about politics. I'm not talking here about politics. I'm talking about the nation. And I think when the politics become one and, and work for the good of the people, I think a nation can be exalted. This nation was founded on biblical principles. And people that wanted to live in a place of freedom where they could worship the God of heaven. But times have changed. And many things have changed. And now there we are today. So we see, look, look at this today. We say, well, is this America of all? I'll tell you what. With all the flaws... Of America but all the mistakes of our politicians America is still a great nation a good place that you can raise your children and have the freedom to, to tell them about Jesus about God about liberty about being somebody about, about uh, uh, striving to, to for the good of humanity and the good of, of people we can do all that in this nation how many nations in this world today there's no freedom they can't choose. Somebody's choosing for them. So while many preachers, uh, 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 let's look at this verse right here. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Today, is a, it is difficult to tell what is a, a, a. a uh, I'm, I'm going. I'm a little disturbed about this here. But anyway, let's <laughs> go. So. Uh, Righteousness, like I said, exalted a nation. Would, if God would look at America today, would you say that America, that God is pleased with America? No. Is America a Christian nation? We can call it a Christian nation, but it's not. Atheism, humanism, it's in rampage in this nation. What God would say to America today if He spoke horribly? To, to us on this 4th of July, what would he say? I believe he would remind us of this verse righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So these truths still hold truth to any nation on earth today. History is literally with the echoes, uh, accus- uh, 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 the, the fail of nations. For an example, Nineveh is gone, Egypt's dynasty gone, Greece gone, the Roman Empire gone. Today, the United States of America is a proof text of this verse. Let's see how, as we divide the thoughts into these four sections this morning, how we can see their righteousness exalted in nation. Let's look at our nation this morning from several points. Number one, the righteousness of a nation. Righteousness. Before we can pursue righteousness, we need to define righteousness. What is Righteousness. The word most often translate righteousness can also mean justice. Justice or divine holiness. In the broadcast sense, righteousness can be defined as the condition of being accepted to God as a possible by God. Listen, I tell you what. We say when is God going to judge this country for all the wrong that, that is being done in this country. I tell you what. As long prayers goes up, as long as Christian people pray for this nation. And I believe that Christian people are praying for this nation. I believe there's a lot of patriots in this nation that love their country. And what they see cuts their hearts. Folks, we live in a day and age, you saw the video, on which good is bad and bad is good. And when you stand for what is good, you got a lot of people against you. So God's ten is what defines true nature, righteousness, I'm sorry, is power and what enables us. Unless God is the author, we will never possess righteousness. We pursue righteousness when we pursue the character of God and desire holiness more than fleshly indulgence. We avoid the temptations to become self-righteous when we understand that true righteousness begins with, with godly humility. Folks, in America, what is humility? You don't find that much anymore. We live in a day and age which is about me, myself, and I. Me first. I deserve. We spend our time in the presence of God when we become more aware of our own sin and shortcomings, don't we? The first word in, in our verse here is righteousness. It is a word seldom uttered outside the conservative churches today. You don't hear our politics speak about righteousness. Do you? No, they don't. You don't hear the media say anything about righteousness. They actually, they've, they're with it too many times. They misinform you with many lies. I'm not against the media, believe me. But how many times you'll hear and you say, that is not true. That is a lie. And it goes on and on in our country. Politics, you ask him a straight question and you go around the, the question and answer you with a straight face. We live in an American like this. America needs to quit being c- concerned about political correctness and return to righteousness. Our nation was stayed I stayed so far from God and in biblical, and biblical principles. We live in a day, my friend, an in age in, in America and, 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 and watch what is wrong being promoted as right and right being, being suppressed down, uh, down, uh, as, as wrong. So America needs God and His righteousness. Do you believe that we need American public schools? Yes, we... I mean, I'm sorry. Do, do you believe that we need God in public schools? Yes, we do. You need. Do you believe that we need American? I mean, I mean, God in our courtrooms. Yes, we do. You see, they they took God out of everything. You know why? Because they want humanistic ideas coming in. God is not relevant anymore. You know why? This nation was founded on godly principles. People that loved God and want have the freedom to worship God and live for God and want to give that freedom to other people that would come here. So America needs grace and the love of God in a home. Yes, we don't, we don't wake up and embrace God's righteousness. America is headed for a dark session or season of spiritual decay. I think that season is already here. People are dropping out of churches. They don't see church as a relevant thing. They don't see church as important to them. They didn't even say, what am I going to do to church? And listen, to somebody talk Oh yeah, you need to listen to the word of God to get into your heart. That's what they need to do. That's what they think they don't need, but they do need to do. Listen to people talking around you. Listen to the ungodly conversations that go on. People are dropping out of churches as this day. People are embracing humanism. It's not about God. It's about human beings, what they can do. They are their own gods. People are rejecting God all over the place. Folks, as long as our nation honors God, God will honor our nation. That's because righteousness exalted a nation. Proverbs 14.34 But by the same token, when our nation stops honoring God, God will stop honoring the nation. Folks, God does not honor abortion. He does not. That's the God of humanism. God was invited out of a public school and public events. If a person in a sports game does all kinds of nonsense things, he's applauded. But if somebody bows his head and pray, he's criticized. He can't do that in his own private time. I think if I have the freedom to jump and be silly, I have the freedom to pray and give God the glory. Because, listen, people are born with capabilities of doing things. You know, that's a God's gift. God is no longer welcome in the halls of government. God is no longer invited in the majority of American homes. America is a nation that continually is rejecting God. How can God continually bless a nation on which is keeping on rejecting God? May we never forget that this nation was founded on biblical principles by people who believe in freedom and liberty. People think that if they go to church and if they live for God, it's that type of a slavery. Folks, it's liberty, it's freedom. Jesus came to give us life and more abundantly. When you have Christ in your life and we try to live for Him, you understand what the, you begin to understand the whole meaning of life. And what are you doing here? You're more joyful with Christ than without Christ. That's what people don't understand. So people think we're just having this little church thing. No, no. We preach and proclaim because we believe in it. We believe to be true. So we look at creation and we, we give blessings and honor to God and we praise His name. You know why? Because we see life differently. Folks, America once needed, uh, needed to pledge the allegiance to the God that brought this nation into America. America needs to focus its, uh, its national conscience on God and His righteousness if the America is going to keep on going. So, government and the people, I'll go back a little bit here. May we never forget that this nation was founded on biblical principles by people who believe in freedom and liberty, by people who loved God. Government and the people have asked God to step out of the picture and let men run the show. God, being a gentleman, had done exactly what he had been asked to. God left. And until the people invite God back to the school, to the government, into our, our, to our, our, I'm sorry, our everyday life, things are not, not going to get better. There are three implications of the word righteousness here I want to share with you. First of all, it implies sovereignty. If there is such a thing as righteousness, then someone sovereign must determine what it is. Humankind has a variety of ideas about righteousness. We could never, uh, never in a million years agree on what righteousness is. For an example, the Pharisees, they were self-righteous. They're so righteous when Jesus came to the scene, they didn't even recognize Him, who He was. The Bible says, He came to His own, and His own Why? Receive Him not. They're too self-righteous. We live in a day and age, and a lot of people are self-righteous, but I tell you what, He applies sovereignty this righteousness come from a holy God. it says in Psalm seventy-one, nineteen, thy righteousness, also, O God, is is very high. Who has done done great things, O God? Who is like unto thee? Psalm ninety-eight-two says, the Lord had made known His salvation. His righteousness had He openly show into the sight of all the of the heathen. So it applies out number two. It implies a standard society today now. Now, not A standard they will not even acknowledge one day exists. Everybody does what is right in their own eyes. So when you say something, they say to you, Who are you to tell me I'm wrong? This is the main reason that the Word of God has been attacked and ridiculed by unbelievers. God's Word is under attack. God's Word is under attack. Go talk with somebody about Creation. Tell them the earth is now 2,000 million years old and see the reaction. You know why? Because humanistic ideas and humanistic minds. And if you tell them that the earth is about 6,000 and so, you know what they tell you? You, think you? They think you're crazy. They even laugh at you. So they go with this notion that the world is so... Old and so like that and like that, but God says, you know what? applies its standard. We have to have a standard, and I think Christianity as a standard, as the foundation of our nation, the Bible was held at a high esteem. There were both direct and direct quotation in the, in, in even in the White House and all of our government. There are all kinds of verses, you know what? Because this this nation was was founded on biblical principles. The thing is, how far we have become. How far removed we uh, have become. Number three, a applies straight straightness. It is one thing that in, that to admit that there is a standard is quite another to make that standard your own. The word in our text it, it, it intimidates a person uh, a uh, a personal righteousness as a person and uh, to a personal morality. So the Judeo-Christian attic was guiding our nation from its founding. Up until the generation in which we live in. Our forefathers choose the righteousness of the Bible as a guiding light for this nation. Deuteronomy 4.5 says, Behold, I have thought your statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that, we, that ye should do so in the land whether ye sh- go to possess it. I know this is directed to the nation of Israel where we can make imp- application to America how the first people came here and their purpose. They wanted to found a nation on which God was exalted. Number two, we see the reward of a nation. Look what it says in verse 34, exalted a nation. Can Who can doubt that America has been exalted among the nations? Some people like Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel take the credit for such exaltation. The mentality is that somehow the, uh, they deserve greatness for our past. But I tell you what, hey, well, God deserves all the, all, all the praise and honor for what uh, this nation stands for. God deserves that. Because this nation was founded on His word. America has been exalted because of its citizens, its goodness, and personal holiness. And I believe that America stands still the way it is. is because Christians in this country and the prayer that goes on. I tell you what, I was sitting there watching that show this week and I looked down. I saw thousands of people there. I said, it is good to be among Christians. They go to different churches, different places, different parts of the country, and some even from different countries. But I tell you why it is good to be there. Because you see in the ocean of Christianity, see, these people are praying for their nation. They believe. And as long as people pray, God will be exalted. America has been exalted over its citizens' goodness and personal holiness. America has been exalted because of the churches that have carried out the Great Commission, both at home and abroad. It is because of the past obedience and, and humility that we now enjoy in the, this, this wonderful liberty that we have. Let's examine the world exalted a little more closely to determine just how God is glorified in that. Letter A, the exalted nation, is set apart. One of the meanings of the word exalted is to be lifted up, to made high. So to be made high. So the Bible teaches us that God Himself is exalted. The Scripture is exalted, and Israel is exalted above the nations. But in this verse, we find a, a promise that the righteous uh, uh, nations also is exalted, be lifted up and made high. Actually, in Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 37, 34 says, Wait on the Lord and keep His ways, and He shall exalt thee. To inherit the land when the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. So surely there's no nation in history of the world which has been lifted up and exalted more than America. America has been exalted because of its people. It's been exalted because of its people still to this day praying for this great nation. I believe that most people here love America love its nation. I believe most people here do pray for their nation. I believe people here pray for their president and their politics and all those people that need to turn to the Lord. I believe that. And I believe this thing that happened a couple weeks ago is a result of prayer. Don't lose hope for America because prayer exalts the nation. It does. Who would think that the abortion thing would be turned around? It happened. Why? God hears the prayers of his children. Let it be, the exalted nation is safe. Another sub meaning of the word exalt is to raise high as an, an accessibility fortress out of, our, uh, of the reach of danger. Look where Psalm 37, 32, 7 says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Psalm 119, verse 14 says these words. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I I hope in thy word. Many nations have destroyed, have been destroyed by the enemies or by God Himself through natural disasters, plagues, pestilence, wars, and, and unbelief have destroyed many countries. But America celebrates another birthday. What a testament of the goodness and protections of God as He preserves America. I believe as long as the nation stands next to God and applies its principles to His people, God will exalt that nation. But you say pastor, but this nation is more atheistic than, than than a Christian nation. Listen, there are many thousands still praying. There are many thousands still loving God. There are many thousands serving God each and every day. Don't you ever come to the conclusion and believe that's just us here. It's not true. There are many people that love God and love this nation and pray for this nation. And as long as they're people, God would exalt the nation. Look at the children, look at the nation of Israel. Look, as long as people were looking for God and loving Him, God protect that nation until they give up on God. Tell you what, may, may we never give up on America. I believe as long as a nation stand next to God and apply his, its principles to His people, God will exalt that nation. America is, has is been, been blessed by God. America is a nation founded in the Word of God. America has many churches on which the Word of God is preached and proclaimed every time they open their doors. Many have strayed. We understand that. But there's plenty out there proclaiming the Word of God. Americans have many missionaries going out telling the truth that Jesus saves. American Christians, year after year, support thousands of missions and missionaries throughout the world. Millions of dollars is given out. For what? Proclaim the gospel. Where is that gospel coming from? From the land of America. Even with all her flaws. With all her mistakes. Even with all many crooked politics. America continues to march. As an exalting. Exalting the name of our God. So let's, let's continue to pray for America. And if you don't. Please start. Pray for your country. Let's continue to pray that America continues to be. A lighthouse to the world. Let's continue praying that the Lord will continue to be exalted in this nation. Let's pray that the people of this nation once again recognize her founding, her founder, which is God, his word in his house. Pray for that. I believe that this thing about abortion came to what it is right now because God's people have been praying for. I believe that this nation can turn around if God's people will pray for. We don't pray one day, we pray continually. Pray for your president. Pray for your governor. Pray for your senators, for the House of Representatives. Pray for those those people. They need your prayers. Instead of criticizing, and we might not agree with their policies, but we have to pray for them that God will change their hearts. They're human beings just like me and you. They need salvation just like me and you. I tell you what. If you believe in the power of prayer, you will bring this before the Lord. I'm not here trying to be negative about America today. I'm trying to preach a reality and where we are today. Let us see the exalted nation is strong. Another shade of meaning of the word exalted is the triumph over enemies. A big glance of the history of America will reveal the land of God's protection, watching over in wars and in peace. Think of the odds of the colonies uh, defending the most powerful nation of the 18th century world, the British Empire. Yet it happened. How that happened? God was in. We take for granted our victory in the Revolutionary War. We assumed that our power then resemble our power today, but it's not true. God was behind the scenes. It was a miracle from God that America gained freedom from England. But it did. Why did the civil war did not tear this nation apart? God was protecting this nation. Do you see the results of civil wars in other countries? Total destruction. Mayhem. Some other countries have to come in and help. No, it didn't happen with America. In World War II, America took on much of the world as essentially single-handled and assure freedom throughout the globe. There was a time when our citizens proudly said, America has never lost a war. Why was that? Because God was behind America. If you are a Christian here and you believe in God, you would say God was behind America. The Bible says in Psalm 144, verse 1, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. So number three, we see the revolt of a nation. Of a nation. I'm sorry. It says, but sin. We now come to the depressing aspects of God's promise to any nation. As surely as righteousness exalts a nation, sin destroys a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin destroys it. Actually, sin destroys any life. God says, so is the way. Uh, The same in this verse right here. The word, in God we trust have been in our coin since nine, 1863. Imagine that. And today we say in God we trust. Do we? I think we should put there in the White House we trust, right? Or in men we trust. Because the saying God we trust today, that is an upfront lie. Because we're not trusting God. When we take God out of the public schools, when we take God out of the halls of government, when we take God out out of public arenas, do we trust God? No, we're not trusting God. We're trusting man rather than God. So we live in a world today, we have to do all those things so we don't offend anyone. Wow. You know what? I get offended every day, don't you? Offenses come all over the place. We don't offend anyone because. So we have to take God out of the picture. The sad truth is that over the last 50 years, America has ceased trusting God, has placed her trust in gold, goods, technology, and personal resources. But let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with those things. But our nation cannot rely on them and just forgot, and forgot God. Where did the nation come from? What is the foundation of this nation? There you are. We celebrate America. I want to read a couple of things here for you. The Warren Supreme Court in 1963 are the men who banned school prayer and Bible reading in public schools. Listen to this. There are three landmark cases that changed the meaning of the First Amendment, and it was previously understood and practiced in America. In all three cases, a parent or child in school petitioned the court to stop the school from exposing their child to prayer in school and reading the Bible in school. Listen to this one. American Civil Liberties Union, which is called the ACLU. Lawyers used Thomas Jefferson's letter in the argument of the uh, plaintiff, uh, uh, for the plaintiff, they argued that the, found, the founding fathers wanted a uh, wall of separation between church and state. Therefore, the government should be neutral to religion to religion school. As a result, the Warren Court ruled that there would be no prayer school or Bible reading. The court's majority ruling reasoned that they uh, that being neutral. For not, for, for, uh, for not favoring one religion over another was the same as not allowing religion practice in school. But Justice Potter Stewart, the one dissenting vote, blessed the ruling saying, I let not the truth ne- uh, neutralize uh, with respect to religion, but to the establishment of religion of secularism, meaning the social political process of rejecting all forms of religion faith. The tune naturally, uh, na- uh, naturally would not favor one religion over another, but the court's ruling favored atheism over all the religions of the world that believed in God. Atheism has been declared religion by the U.S. Supreme Court so that court did not act uh, not, uh, neutrally, but instead favor one religion over another. If the Court had really been true to its intentions of, of neutrality, it would have been impartial to the students by either for uh, forcing no uh, believer, uh, believers to pray nor prohibiting believers from prayer. Therefore, the Warren Supreme Court uh, action were not neutral. After the June 17, 1963, ruling the Wall, the Wall Street Journal co- comment that atheism is not the one belief to which the state's power would extend its protection. Listen to this. Today many Americans think that the First Amendment says separation from church and state. The courts and the media will often refer to a ruling as being in violation of the separation of church and state. A recent national poll showed that 69% of Americans believe that the First Amendment says separation of church and state, uh, but it does not. You may be surprised to learn that these words do not appear in the First Amendment or uh, anywhere else in the Constitution. Here's what the First Amendment actually does say. Listen closely. The First Amendment, Congress should not make... I'm sorry. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abriding the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for, uh, for a redness of grievance. So listen, so where the separation of church and state came from, they can be traced back to a letter that Ch- Jeff- Jefferson Jefferson Thomas Jefferson wrote back in 1802. It was never in the state const in this co- our country constitution. So listen to this. If, if ever our nation needed to cry out to God, it is now. Does it seem little contradiction that why they promote separation of church and state when, it, when it's not in our constitution? So what rights they have to say you cannot pray in a public place? What rights have they have to say that you cannot do this in a public school? You have rights to do so. But they push that. You know why? Because there's an agenda behind the scenes. The agenda is humanism. The agenda is atheism. And the agenda is to push Christianity out of the way. So they can practice this sin. You follow that? So we live in a day and age today that homosexuals have to be accepted. We have to live in a day and an age that lesbianism has to be accepted. We have to live in a day and age that people are not raw because somebody did something about abortion. By the way, when you hear about abortion and what they say that is against the law of abortion, that's not what the Supreme Court did, folks. You're being lied to. They give the right to the state so the state can get the people to, so you can vote for it. Let me tell you, I signed a petition this week on which I want my state to put in the ballot so I can vote yes or no. You should do the same. So that was not, they made it it unconstitutional or against the law. They made the rights to go to the people because somewhere, somehow, back then, somebody voted for you. I don't want to be getting into politics today, but that's the, the time that we live in today. So sin is an undisciplined aim. Number one there. Sin is an undisciplined aim. Sin, sin is the the to miss the mark and another missed its target. So look what it says in Psalm 2. One says, Help, help Lord, for the godly men cease it, for, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. So sin can be a reproach to any nation. So mankind is, is bound to fail, seeing we are only flesh, but our sinful nature is not an excuse to live and to promote sinful activity in our nation. Yes, there's many things in our nation that we're not proud of. How can we get rid of those things? Pray for your nation. Sin is an undisciplined aim because eventually... God would judge sin. Look at our culture. The bad guy is now the norm. The good guy is the potential hypocrite that needs to be watched. A fitting illustration can be found in the sports world. I'm not going to name names here, but the former Atlanta Braves pitcher made international headlines when he spoke against homosexuals and other Perverted lifestyles that are going on in our country. His teammate from the same team was engaged to a woman to be married, but impregnated another woman From that actually used to work at Hooters. And he told her that she needed to go get an abortion. She refused and had the baby. Her, his fiancé, uh, uh, this player's fiancé, uh, call off the marriage. They don't want to be married with this man anymore. He was seen throughout the nation as the good guy. The other guy was seen as the bad guy because he stood up and said something that was right. See, that's a, a, a society that is undis, 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 undisciplined by sin. Number two, sin is an unwise assurance Another meaning of sin is to stumble, to err from the path. Again, it seems that we have a, a, a uh, build an excuse. So we have an excuse for everything. So sin is not sin anymore. So we see sin being practiced right in public eye in front of us. And we cry out how this thing is going to change. We tell them about Jesus over and over again. What is wrong with America today? Sin. Sin is being promoted in this nation. Look at what we watch on TV. You will be upheld by somebody swearing in front of you. I thought about this last night, but how many times we invite them through our TVs? And they're cursing left and right, and we're watching. But if somebody would knock on your door and try to come in and use that type of language, you'd be like, whoa, not in my house. How long before God would judge this nation? America as a nation was founded on godly principles. But I believe America as a nation has far strayed from those biblical principles. Number three, sin is on ungrateful actions. The meaning of sin is an outright transgression and rebellious. And you know what? It's being promoted as good is being promoted as good. We live with a sense of no accountability towards God today. We live in a sense that they are, they are in contr- we are in control of our own destiny. We live in a sense that we don't have to, do, don't have to give an account to anyone. It's my prerogative, they say, I, li- I do what I want to do. Actually, there's a song out there that says that. Number four is our last one. The reproach of a nation is the reproach. The first mention of the word reproach in our English Bible can be found in Genesis chapter 3, verse 23. And she conceived and bare a son and said, God had taken away my reproach. Eve had born a son whom she expected to be the promised Messiah. Her reproach was 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 the curse that God replaced on her because of Adam's sin. Sin repro- uh, brings a reproach, whether it is in the life of the individual or the timeline of a nation. Again, we examine the different meaning of our text. Letter A, we see disgrace. When definition of, re- of reproach is brought low, to go from the heights to the depths. Nehemiah actually, thre- one, three says, says these words are the remnants that are left of the cap- captivity... They are in the province. They are are in great affliction, affliction and reproach. The walls of Jerusalem also are broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. So Israel sent had caused them to go into captivity and now their capital cities stood in ruins. What's going to happen to America as we march farther and farther away From our God is God going to bring bring justice to this country he can and he probably will disgrace it happened to the nation of Israel it can happen to America there's a lot of fear going on behind the scenes I'm going to say something that you might not know China. I'm just going to leave that word to you. Israel sinned and caused them to go into captivity, and now the capital city stood in ruins there Nehemiah. The main remnants was brought low by their sin. And I'll tell you what, it can. We too have been brought from the heights to the lows by the sin of our people. God is bound to judge sin. He will not turn a blind eye to Americans' folly. As He judges Israel and the heathen nations, why we would think that He would not judge America. I tell you folks, pray for your country. We celebrate another birthday of our nation. Wonderful. Rejoice on that. But don't forget to pray for your nation. Let it be a dishonorant. Now Another definition of reproach is to be ridiculed, to rail, to revile. First Samuel 17, 26, uh, young David said, What shall be done to the man that killed this fellow Philistine and taken away the reproach from Israel? You, uh, for who is the, this uncircumcised Philistine that he should define the armies of the living God? Israel was powerless in the face of Goliath and the Philistines. Certainly they were... Ridicule and revile, but by, by in, inability, Goliath mocked the armies of Israel as the whole nation. American knows something such, uh, about such disgrace. We are the richest and most uh, developed nation uh, in the world, but we are, we are reviled by, by much of the world. The Muslim nations and communism, China, have little respect for our system of government or even our culture. We've been reviled and ridiculed by Russia of late. Don't think that the same thing cannot happen to us. It can. It can. And if we continue on this path, where are we going to stop? Let us see we see defeat. The final definition of reproach means to plug or to strip away all that is good. Our culture is in a process of just that. How the, how the our defeat is not has not come by the hands of foreign invaders; has come to our, from our own hands. We are taking what is good and giving it away. Once with, once, listen. Once families would go to the house of God. Once God was on in the house of government. Once God, once God was on in public schools, in public arenas. And where hap, What happened to that? We promote sin what we do and we put righteousness aside our culture is in the process of just doing that our defeat has to come on the hands of foreign. didn't come by the hands of a foreign invaders, like i said what we come down to today people don't respect the elderly people don't care who's around the profanity that goes around people the disrespect that goes around people That's what we come to, a nation on which people have no respect for their fellow man. I grew up in a home that my mom always told me, you do not use profanity in front of other people, especially elderly people. You help them as much as you can. Today, we're far removed from them. But I don't want to finish in a wrong note here. Far from there, I believe that America needs God. America needs more churches to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. America needs Christians to stand up with the gospel for the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that. I believe there is hope for America. Don't go home and say, well, America is doomed. No, it's not. We have a God in heaven who loves this nation, don't we? We should not go like, oh, poor America, we are doomed. No, we're not. America needs more churches. And as America needs people to stand up for the truth. America needs people and Christian people to say, that is wrong, that is right. That's what we need to do because we've been too long quiet and we don't say anything. So we allow all this nonsense going on. Stand up and tell them what is right and what is wrong. They don't feel ashamed. Somebody said to me, I mean, this is in the workplace, somebody said to me, what do you think about abortion? Do you want me to, to tell you what I think about it? I said, let me explain to you. You got the right guy. I said, let me explain to you. I said, An abortion is murder. Oh, ah, it's brutal. I was like, here goes, he goes, he goes the thing. What happens if a 12-year-old girl gets, uh, 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 what do you call that, well, um, raped? I said, well, I know you were going to say that and I'm prepared for it. All right, so you got an innocent person which was hurt both physically and emotionally, correct? Oh, yeah, right. You see what I'm talking about? I did not finish. All right, so you're going to take the life of another innocent person to convey the needs of this innocent person. So you're going to hurt two innocent people because of the perpetrator. perpetrator the, the, the perpetrator. There he goes. I have my words. You know? He goes, he gets a year or two in prison, that's it. But you know why these two are hurt? One gets killed and one continues with the hurt. What is wrong with this picture? I told him. Why don't you kill him? Oh, wow, that's brutal. Why wow, you kill the innocent? Exactly. I said, See how you resolve these things? I said, I'm sorry, you ask me, I'll give you the answer. I said, That's where I stand and I always stand on that. You don't take it at the life of an innocent person because another innocent got hurt. That's not how we do it. But we have laws for those things. I and mean, we say, so, oh, it's under the law. Yeah, we're, God, we're God's law stand on that. Life starts at conception right there. There's human life. And now there are us to go and take that life away. There is hope for America. There's hope. You know how? We pray. Pray for your country. Pray for your president. Every day. Pray for the senators and the House of Representatives. Pray for those people. You say, but I don't agree with them. Neither do I. <laughs> but they're representing something. They're representing you. you senators from this state. They're representing you. So pray for them. Pray for your governor. Pray for your mayors. You know what? They're put there by God. You might not believe that. Read your Bible. You know what? We need to pray for them. Some are godly people, some are not. So there is hope for America. As long as there's a God in heaven, as long as people praying, there is hope for this nation. And what we see with abortion can happen with other things too. If we pray. The question is are you praying? American, as I conclude with this, has been a nation, a great nation through the years, because of God. If we fall, it is not because of God, it is because of us. Pray for your nation. Seek the face of God and bring your nation before the Lord. That is our Christian right to pray for our nation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for America. A land of freedom and liberty. Many people have paid with a great price this liberty and freedom. But Lord, we just look back at American history and we see where we came from. Came from biblical principles, Lord. And Lord, we this nation was founded on You, and continue to be continue to march on. And just pray, Father, help us as Your people to continue to pray for our nation to bring it before you, even with all its flaws and its problems. Lord, we still know and we know that it's the greatest nation on earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.